0: Hey, everybody. It's Mike Riley back for your Tuesday morning quarterback. And, uh, you know, we've we've touched on a range of topics over uh, the last month, month and a half. Um, so we're going to touch on something that uh, – Well, whether we uh, are correct in the belief, it's something that everybody in football locker rooms thinks that they're a pro about. So no, we're not going to talk about football today. We are actually going to talk about basketball. And the thing about football locker rooms, if you talk to anybody about it, uh, there are daily debates about who the best ever to play in the NBA is, all these different things. Uh, People are very passionate about it. And football players, for some reason or another, uh, more than any other people I've ever met, think they are experts when it comes to basketball um so i have a couple of resident experts here with me a couple of teammates i have nate behar our uh our resident uh lebron fan and basketball lover and uh we have bryant mitchell another wide receiver who is uh, also a resident basketball fan and uh, we'll just call him a hater uh uh, of all things great, a.k.a. LeBron James. So, fellas, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, we'll start with Nate. Um, give me a little rundown of the NBA, LeBron in particular, what you think makes him so great, and how you feel about him moving to L.A. Uh, well, as a, uh, as a Canadian and a Raptors fan, I mean, I've been
1: tormented by him for as long as I can remember watching basketball. So just watching his versatility, um, his command of, of his teammates, of, of the playbook of the other team. As well, to be really honest, uh, it's been nothing short of traumatizing and it's uh it's made me appreciate him for a lot of things. And then with the whole move to the Lakers, I mean, it couldn't have been any better. That it was on Canada Day because it was the greatest gift Canada's gotten from an American in a very long time. So uh, I'm happy about that move and I'm, I'm all for LeBron.
0: All right. Fair enough. So they're not going to have to see him uh, in the playoffs, is what you're trying to say, unless it's in the finals, which. Uh, you know, he's obviously been there a lot lately, but uh, now he's going to be battling Golden State just to get into the finals. So, Bryant, let's uh, let's hear your take on this whole situation.
2: I, I'm actually okay with LeBron going to the Lakers because I'm a Laker fan, first off, but Kobe's still the commander-in-chief of the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron going there is only, you know, adding to what is a dismal legacy. Uh <laughs> He wow! It's only you know trying to follow after Kobe's footsteps, you know, chasing rings. That's what that's what it sounds like to me.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's talk about rings aside. What uh, uh, what are the attributes that you think makes LeBron such a dominant player, Nate? Um. I mean, his, his versatility, what he does
1: all over the court. Um, last couple of years, he's taken more of a backseat on, on defense just with what his team needs, but he's, he's known to be a lockdown defender when he needs to be. He is a, a rebounder. He is a, he's a point forward of all point forwards. He moves the rock. He runs the offense, and there's teams that have literally said that he's, was, he was calling out their sets as they were calling them walking down the floor. That's how, that's how much command he has of the other team's defense and knowledge of the game. So, I mean, his knowledge of the game, um, he's put, put to bed all those talks about how not clutch he is i mean he's 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 one of the best in the league one of the best in history when it comes to those last moments of the game and then just leading his team when, he, when they need him is
0: second to none all right i think those are all fair points let's see what we got on the other side of this
2: uh, argument so we're gonna discuss kobe's uh, great attributes when it comes to scoring you score whenever he wants to post stop and pop mid-range deep half court if you want to add that Uh, he can pass whenever he wants to watch the uh, 2010 Lakers uh, drop some great dimes to Pau Gasol Um, he's played with Smush Parker and when you add Smush Parker and still you know ended up winning championships not with Smush obviously got him off his team said he's the worst player he's ever played with Uh, (laughs) there's that he has never left to go win a championship He has five for a reason. Attributes for him, he can do anything on the court. There's not one thing he can't do. All right,
1: final rebuttal. Um, there's one thing he can't do, and that's get along with teammates. Um, he's also, he, also threatened his, he also threatened his organization if they didn't bring in better, better players, he was going to leave. I'm pretty sure there's a point where he actually said he would leave to the Clippers as well. So you want to talk about him not leaving his team, that's because he put them in a vice grip and said, if you don't do things for me and if you don't bend to my will, I'm going to make you look like idiots. So you can talk about not leaving and all that, but at least LeBron promised to do what he was going to do. He went back to his hometown knowing that they had not a lot to work with and then they brought stuff in with him worked with his general managers and did not threaten them and hold them hostage. He, he did not hold the city of Cleveland he hostage. He threatened. did what he was supposed to do for his hometown because he's a good old Akron boy he, he and threatened. everybody That's loves why him. why you laugh. Okay. Threaten them.
0: And uh, you know what? I could go back and forth <laughs> uh, letting rebuttal after rebuttal happen, but yeah, I do think that I can paint the picture to you uh, listeners out there what I have to listen to on a daily basis, especially throughout training camp. Um, I don't think you will find a quiet locker room in the cfl or probably any football locker room when the nba playoffs and the nba finals in particular are being played so we got a, a little bit more time here i would like for you guys to give me because what you also may know, not know listeners we spent a lot of time in the basketball gym shooting the ball during training camp in between meetings so give me your best and worst shooter on our team Honestly,
1: the quarterback room is pretty, pretty darn good. Danny's, Danny especially, O'Brien. He's, he's pretty darn smooth. Uh, one of the worst, and it's shocking because of his city of origin, is Brooklyn's finest, Vidal Hazelton. Uh, you, th- you would think for a New York boy, you'd have it, but that thing
0: is broken. Okay. All right, that's one, uh, one opinion. I think Danny's got a decent shot. I think he's the second best quarterback, and Kevin ain't better than him. So I'll let you guys figure that
2: one out. Uh, Bryant, same question. Uh, since I want the ball from Mike, Mike is the best shooter. <clears throat> Danny, Danny, uh, <laughs> uh, the worst definitely has to be Vidal. The the sideways flat or not flat, sideways high ball that he shoots is the worst thing you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> all I
0: can say is, if there's one thing we all can agree on, <laughs> it is that Vidal has the worst jump shot in the Edmonton Eskimo locker room. We play a game where you actually will get kicked out of the game for an air ball. And I kid you not, Vidal Hazelton just praise to stay in the game because (laughs) 90% of those shots are air balls. But you didn't hear it here on the Tuesday Morning Quarterback, but thanks for listening, and uh, we'll
2: catch you next week on 630 Chet.